All right, so the annual survey for people getting it on while traveling has come out. Welcome to the Turk, Megan, and Amateur Alex podcast. Love the morning. I like to listen to in the morning. Mornings in Halifax. On 101.3 Virgin Radio. And it's all about like public transportation and where most people decide they want to do the bang, bang, boogie. On the bus? Oh. It could be the bus, it could be the plane, it could be a train, like anything that's public transportation when it comes to travel. Sickening. So I've like got the numbers and the percentages and which one is like the top dog. Like, like, do you think people get it on on a bus or a plane more or a train? What do you think? It's got to be a plane. And then think about your, uh, you really think it's got to be a plane? Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I would be most scared to get it on in a plane because. But where are you doing it on the bus? I don't know. But if I get caught on a bus, I feel like I'm just getting a ticket for public indecency and fornication or something like that. I don't even know. But you you get busted on a plane, and I feel you're like up in the air. I f- well, yeah, I know, but like I feel like you're never going to be able to fly again in your life. I think like the FBI is going to be involved. You're going to be in Guantanamo Bay with Harold and Goodness. Kumar. <laughs> I wouldn't do it in any of these places. Prude. No. <laughs> Just joking. Okay, I want you to think about your own life and. If you've ever gotten it on and like some sort of like whatever kind of like public transportation out there while traveling, think about yourself, your own stories. And we'll just go through these numbers right now. I love the people who are very honest and like to participate in these types of surveys. (laughs) Yeah. Let's imagine sitting down like, yes, I get it on on a plane and here's how many times I do it. Can I not write my name down, please? (laughs) By the way, do I get 50 bucks after this survey? (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, uh, so when it comes to the public transportation and travel and people getting it on, the number one spot is a commercial plane, which seems very odd to me because that seems like it's the most scariest place to want to get it on. I think it's very scary, but I would think a bus is the scariest place because they're packed and there's no bathroom. The the bathrooms, I don't even like to go pee on a plane by myself. They're so flippin' small. I just don't understand that ever. Tight spots. It's very, very intimate. And like, (laughs) I just wouldn't want to be on the plane. Like, imagine you're on like an 18-hour flight or something, like an 11-hour flight. You're going overseas and you get busted like within the first 10 seconds of getting it on in a bathroom. (laughs) And now everyone on the plane knows you. You're the, you're the people that's rerouted this plane yeah. to the next stop, and you got to sit there for that time. Plus, you're probably grounded for life. You'll never probably fly again. I don't even know why it's worth the risk. I mean, I guess I could see why it's worth the risk, but I, I personally would be too afraid to do it myself. Coming in at number two it is the train or subway station. We don't necessarily have one of those here, but, you know, Toronto. You, if you try, you know, Scotians going up Toronto, maybe something for you to try out. Get in a subway. Um, coming in. I'm... At, <laughs> what you got a story for us? You did it? No. Oh, okay. I thought you just said most people coming from Toronto have stories of doing it in the subway. <laughs> no, no, that's not God. what I said at all, Megan. You're not. You're not listening to the show. I said for you, Nova Scotians traveling to Toronto, you can go do that in a subway. Eight uh, percent of people have. Eight uh, percent of people have gotten it on on a bus. That came in at number three, and then at number four, uh, a water taxi. So we got a few of those. How many people have gotten it on on the water taxis? Huh? Sounds fun. You're listening to the Turk, Megan, and Amateur Alex podcast. And hear them live weekday mornings on 101.3 Virgin Radio. A few years back, I feel like I saw drones flying everywhere like i feel like it was a big thing everybody wanted to get one today i don't really feel like i see them that often well if you go out downtown i bet you could kind of see some yeah i saw one not long ago i saw one um down at the water in near bedford i i don't know the rules and regs you know and how how we would police it here 
But I do want to share this story with you because what if this story could happen here? You wouldn't want this. But apparently a guy in Japan was busted with a DUI for flying his drone under the influence. So he like woke up and smashed a few beers or whatnot, then got on his drone and then he crashed the drone and it went into like a neighbor's window or something like that. Oh, no. And ticketed with a DUI. So again, I don't know. If that's how we would police it here. I do know that there's a lot of rules around the drone. You really need to like look into what you can and cannot do with a drone. Well, you have to be careful. Like You really can get into some accidents flying one of those things around if you're not looking out. How do you get a DUI, though? <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't seem right. I know you can get like a DUI riding a horse under the influence or like, you know, a bicycle and stuff like that. But a drone? Maybe you'll get one with an RC car or something. That's what I'm starting to think now, right? Like, if it's got a little motor in it. like Anything. What if your kids had a remote control and you were you you just had a couple of beer and you were like, oh, yeah, give me that. Give me that little Jimmy. <laughs> Daddy going to show you how to ride this on remote control. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, little Jimmy calls the cops on you. He broke my remote control. <laughs> Bam, DUI. <laughs> Anyways, be careful. Look into it. Uh, just be safe out there, I guess. Uh, never heard of a DUI flying a drone, but I've heard it all now. Alex, you're going to have to ask Polly about this, your fiance, because she's British. Yeah. And What's I, happening? I just learned about this over the weekend where, okay, so a buddy of mine, he was up at the lake visiting. He's he's also British, got the heavy accent and everything. Yeah. And, like, uh, he had a bug, like, right, like laying right on his head or right by his hair or whatnot. And uh, one of my buddies went to sweep it off. And he goes, oh, whoa, whoa, something wrong with my quiff. And I was like, oh. okay. I was like, What? I was like, what did he just say? And he was like, my quiff. And I was like, what does that mean, man? And <laughs> he he told me, he's like, it's hair. It's a cowlick. And so, you know what? I actually Googled it because I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring this up on the radio, but I got to make sure that it actually is. And when you bring it up in, on the, or when you look it up in Google, it is actually the hair. It's like, it's what they call a cowlick. And I was like, I wonder if Alex knows about this. Why do we call it cowlick? That's also weird. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's like uh because, like, yeah, you know, that part parts or whatever, and it's like a cow licked it right over or something like that. <laughs> Is but that why? I, I don't know. I don't know the history behind cow lick. Maybe we could look into that. But I was, like, Saturday years old when I learned, you know, that a quiff was a hairstyle. One, it's a hairstyle. But, two, it says a piece of the hair, especially on a man, brushed upward and backward from the forehead. Especially on a man, they, they get calyx more than well, we do. I, 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 I don't know. Get, that's so funny. I, I think, random. I used to get calyx all the time. I hate it. Well, them. I think calyx are more visible typically that's on shorter kid. hair or whatnot. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I was, <laughs> I was that. I was. I just learned that, and I was Let's so. Let Alex speak to them. When the guy, when the guy said, "Yo, there's something wrong with my quiff," I was like, "What?" Yeah, like I've never heard that word before, but it sounds raunchy. Yo, you know what? And and I also learned that for women, they don't call bangs bangs because bangs is actually dirty. It's Yo, what sexual. do you mean? I'll they, who they okay? Because I was like, I got bangs now. I yeah. call them bangs. So so in uh, in Britain, apparently, you don't. They wouldn't call it bangs for you. They call it a fringe. And, I've heard of a fringe. Yeah, yeah, so it's a fringe, and bangs are it's dirty. I think I think it's sexual. <laughs> So <laughs> there you go. Wait, Ask Polly if she doesn't say bangs for her hair. Next she time you sexual. go, next time you go to the UK, it's a quiff <laughs> and it's a fringe. Okay. Virgin mornings with Turk, Megan, and Amateur Alex, the podcast. Listen live weekday mornings on one hundred one point three Virgin Radio. 
Okay, Megan, I looked it up. Can I say club? Is club outdated? Does it make me sound old? We've talked <laughs> yep. about this before, specific thing. We talked about clubs and bars. What's wrong with saying club, though? You can say it. I don't, you can say it. Some people still do. I'm not saying that nobody But it does. makes it sound old, you think? We're going out to the nightclubs and stuff. You say no, club. I, I mean, to... who really says nightclub unless you're in Europe? <laughs> Especially here, you say bars. People here say bars. Exactly. Clubs, there, remember we talked about There is about a this. total difference between a bar and a club, though. So, like... You know, there there is a difference between that. So it really just depends on what we're speaking about. So I don't think... Anyways, I just want to look up if club, the word club, makes me sound old. And it says, there are a lot of slang terms you're too old to use after 40. So before 40, club is okay, but after... <laughs> After 40, you're not allowed to say I'm you're going to the club. You're inching your way there, though, right? Yeah, but I'm still good. I'm still good. <laughs> yeah. and, and with this logic, that means that club is a young person's word, not an older person's <laughs> word. So therefore, saying club, going to the club, doesn't make you sound old. Right. It, okay, it just makes you sound the old of the young. Maybe maybe after 40, we say disco again. No, hey, but- <laughs> yeah, going to the disco. <laughs> okay, if you don't have one of these fellas... You're going to have to get yourself one of these. I just I just acquired one on Friday. Oh, yeah. Is it a what new invention? It? I know. This makes me wonder. Is it like the the Instapot or like, you know, nope. those things? That, okay. <laughs> Nothing like that. It's you got it. You, you need to acquire a friend that you could pawn off on your partner to help them pick their shoes and outfits. So Wait, over what? the weekend, that's exactly what happened for me. Like I, I actually got to get out on the boat. And enjoy some of the sun and drink some beers with a few of my other friends. And I left my buddy Evan back at the house to help my girl, my fiance, pick out her shoes and outfit. <laughs> That's how you get out of that. I wouldn't want my part. I wouldn't want your friend helping me pick my clothes. Why does Leslie need your friend helping her pick her clothes? Well, he's probably better at it than me. You know what I mean? Was she you- trying stuff on and showing it to him, though? Well, no, just shoes and stuff. I, well, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure, be sure you look into who you're acquiring before you acquire them, right? Like, you don't want to bring over the pool boy. Things can go wrong. Yeah, he's like, just... let's go check out the bra. And then the next day, she, she, she was, like, putting outfits together, and she was like, Kurt, can you help me pick out one of these outfits? I was like, oh, can you give Evan a call? <laughs> this is the Virgin Mornings Podcast with Turk, Megan, and Amateur Alex. Also heard live on 101.3 Virgin Radio. I thought it was pretty cool, so I, I got some enjoyment out of reading it, so I thought I'd share it with you guys. I don't know how, how you would feel about it, but apparently it's the real price tag of the homes uh, in the TV shows and the movies that we grew up with. Sweet. So like the Home Alone house, Kevin McAllister, that home goes for $1.6 million. Okay, wait, this is the legit how much in real life or that in that's, the movie? That's what yeah, exactly. Like that's okay. what the movie, the house in the movies that we grew up with, yeah. what they're worth in real life. Um, Father of the Bride, if you remember that that house, yeah. beautiful, beautiful house, two point three million dollars for that one. Oh wow! Woo. Miss Doubtfire, it's in San Francisco. That's right. One million. Four point one five million. Woo! Yo. <laughs> Isn't I it like have... a duplex or something? <laughs> Is it? Oh, no. no. It's like a row house, like a little row house. No, it's not little by any means. Not little, but, you know, look, it's it's big, yeah, but it's in big. the front, in the front. You know, and I think we got a hill, I think, about walking the hills in downtown Halifax. Think about San Francisco. I always think that when you see those. Here's uh, one a little bit more affordable. Uh, the house in Breaking Bad, uh, the one that Walter and his wife would have lived in, 230000 I want some more of that show. Uh, the house in 16 Candles, that goes for $1.3 million. Uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street, let's take it all the way back. Freddy Krueger. Mm. That house, 
2.1 million. Wow. Uncle Phil's Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Manchon. <laughs> That's 8.8 million. Whoa, whoa! I figured it'd be a lot. <laughs> the house from Full House. That's four million. The house from Modern Family, two point one five million. And uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. The house, uh, his friend's house, with the rich dad. Yeah, with the, the rich, car. Yeah, the rich dad's house where the car would have been in the garage. That one's just over a million dollars. That was a cool house. Very modern for that time of the movie. The Brady Bunch. That house goes for $3.5 million. That's probably the ugliest of them all. <laughs> Boy Meets World. That house goes for just under $1.3 million. I don't even remember that house. It had a lot of bushes around it. <laughs> I wasn't big on that show, believe it or not. Oh, it's great. The oh, house from Seventh Heaven. Oh, my God. Jessica Biel. That was when she came into my life. <laughs> Jessica Biel was in Seventh Heaven. That home goes for $875,000. Mm. Sex in the City, $9.85 million. That's uh, Carrie Bradshaw's spot. Her apartment? Yeah. Uh, friends, the apartment, $3,495 a month. Wow. Wow. The house from the Christmas story, $150,000. That's and ground- it. Yeah, it's not that great of a house. And uh, know, the, the big house from Groundhog Day, $645,000. Get your fix of Turk, Megan, and Amateur Alex weekdays 530 to 10 on Virgin Radio. And follow the podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.